Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control needed to make smart decisions and grow with confidence. Save time and money and gain agility and scale by managing your company's finances in one place in real time from your desktop or phone. Start today, right now. NetSuite is offering valuable insights with a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com wired. Get your free guide at netsuite.com wired. Who Should Control the Internet's .org Addresses? By Clint Finley. For decades, .org domain names have been the home for nonprofit organizations on the Internet. Groups including the Red Cross, the Sierra Club, and the Heritage Foundation use them, as do many smaller, less well-known organizations. Now, the nonprofit organization in charge of .org domains could be sold to a for-profit company in a $1.1 billion deal that's attracted protesters and the attention of California's Attorney General. The organization managing .org addresses is Public Interest Registry. It's one of several so-called top-level registrars managing the Internet's address book on behalf of the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN. When you type an address like wired.com into your browser, ICANN is responsible for making sure you get where you need to go. But ICANN doesn't handle the nitty-gritty details itself. Instead, it contracts responsibilities to other companies and organizations. A company called VeriSign, for example, handles registrations for all .com domain names. Registering a domain gives a person or organization the exclusive ability to use that domain for their website, email, and other Internet applications. ICANN sets limits on how much wholesalers like VeriSign can charge resellers for some domain name registrations. 
Last June, ICANN removed caps on prices for two types of domain names, .org and .info. That decision was contentious in and of itself. But it was only the beginning of a larger battle over the future of .org domain names. Since its creation in 2002, Public Interest Registry has been part of a nonprofit called the Internet Society. In November, the Internet Society announced plans to sell PIR to a newly formed private equity firm called Ethos Capital for $1.1 billion. Critics worry that under its new ownership and without the price caps once set by ICANN, Ethos could price gouge nonprofits, activists, and others who use .org domain names. Without the oversight of a trusted nonprofit organization like the Internet Society, a registry could abuse those rules to take advantage of the NGO sector, the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Elliot Harmon wrote in November. The concerns extend beyond registration prices. .org is the closest thing we have to a public interest set up for domain names on the Internet, says University of Miami law professor Michael Frumkin, a frequent ICANN critic. Like many others, he worries that Ethos will put profit ahead of a mission to support nonprofits on the Internet. ICANN and the Internet Society did not respond to requests for comment. A spokesperson for Ethos Capital referred a reporter to a website published by Ethos and the Internet Society called KeyPointsAbout.org. Nothing about PIR's status as a nonprofit makes it any different than a for-profit in terms of its ability to raise prices, the website says. Market forces, however, preclude any significant increase in pricing. Critics don't buy the free market argument. PIR has a monopoly on registering .org domain names. You could always switch from a .org domain name to another domain name, but it's not simple for a well-established organization that has pointed the public to a specific web address for years or decades to change domains. It's harder than changing your bank, says Frumkin. The deal would be good for the Internet Society. The organization has long used revenue generated by PIR to fund its other activities, such as advocating for net neutrality and Internet privacy. If the sale goes through, the Internet Society plans to use the $1.1 billion to create a trust to continue funding the organization, without the need to worry about the future of the domain name registration business. In a blog post in December, Internet Society Chair Gonzalo Camarillo argued that the deal would benefit the public, because while the Internet Society extracts all of PIR's profits, Ethos could reinvest the money it makes to improve PIR's services. It's not clear why Ethos would be more likely to reinvest its profits than the Internet Society is. Links between Ethos Capital and ICON also raised concerns among activists. Last November, the Register reported that former ICANN CEO Fadi Shahadi, who left ICANN in 2016 well before the .org price cap was removed, registered Ethos Capital's domain name, ethoscapital.com. In May 2019, when it appeared certain that ICANN would lift the price cap, Nora Abusida Ori, who also left ICANN in 2016 according to her profile, is listed as Ethos Capital's chief purpose officer on the company's website. The names of three Ethos directors were redacted in documents released by ICANN. Shahadi has other ties to the domain name registration business. He also works with Abri Partners, a private equity firm that owns a company called Donuts, which handles registrations for a variety of domain names, including .ltd, .dog, and .web. Ethos Capital CEO Eric Brooks also formerly worked for Avery Partners.
The key points about .org website says Shahadi is an advisor to Ethos Capital. No one advising Ethos was at ICANN when the decision was made to move .org to the new agreement and lift price caps, nor at any time, during at least two years preceding that decision, the site says. ICANN must approve the sale before it can be finalized. The deadline for ICANN's approval is February 17th, but California's Attorney General, Xavier Becerra, sent a letter to ICANN on January 23rd, seeking information about the sale. In a letter published on ICANN's website, ICANN General Counsel John O. Jeffrey told PIR CEO John Nevitt that the organization will turn over information to the Attorney General and ask to extend the deadline for approval of the sale until April 20th. Becerra's office is requesting ICANN, which is based in the Los Angeles area, hand over copies of contracts and agreements between ICANN and PIR, or the Internet Society and information about the process by which the organization decided to lift the price cap on domain name registrations. ICANN's letter to PIR indicates that the organization is cooperating with the Attorney General. It's not clear what grounds ICANN could use to block the sale. Milton Muller, a professor at the Georgia Institute of Technology School of Public Policy, who worked on the ICANN group that approved the original contract for PIR to manage the .org top-level domain, tells Wired that PIR's contract with ICANN never specified that the .org domain had to be managed by a nonprofit. But he says that as a requirement of its approval of the sale, ICANN could potentially put new provisions into the contract that would make PIR more accountable to the nonprofit community. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.